0: Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me, today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are P.S. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 259, and this is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. Before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash P.S. This is Awesome. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. And as always, you can write the show at psthisisawesome at gmail.com. Most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Be sure you leave comments. And rate our podcast as you see fit. And as a reminder, this is a video podcast as well. You can tune into the show on YouTube and watch it instead of just listen to it. So, for new and/or long-time listeners, we have a Patreon. You can support our show for $1 a month. The level is called the One and Only $1 Club. Head over to www.patreon.com ps. This is awesome to become a $1 patron and get a free die-cut vinyl sticker in the mail. And a shout out on the show. And today it will look right because I reinverted my camera on the, uh, whatever you want to call it, on OBS. So the recording now on YouTube should be squared away. And I did so because I wanted to show off my new hat, which is video game related. I love video game shit that doesn't look like video game shit. Jake, how are you doing
1: today? Uh, uh, I'm fine, I guess. I'm I feel kind of sick today, Uh-oh. so I I don't know why I just woke up and I don't know if it's just because it got cold again. Dude, this weather we've been having has been killing me with it going from fucking sub-zero temperatures to 60 degrees outside to yeah. 30 degrees outside to zero degrees. out, It's just been the temperature change has been killing my sinuses, and so <clears throat> today I just last night well thursday night i had hockey and i didn't get home till twelve thirty, which is not uncommon mm-hmm. and then so obviously i only got like four and a half hours of sleep and so i was you know yesterday i was kind of tired all day and then um last night i was just like i was just like fuck it, i'm tired i went to bed at like friday night i went to bed at like nine thirty ten o'clock yeah and uh I was like, I'll just get, I'll get. I had a lot, I have a lot to do this weekend, so I was like, oh, I'll just go to bed early. I'll get up early and whatever. And I slept like nine hours, and I got up and I still felt like fucking garbage. Dude, you might have the vid. Did you test? Nah, fuck it. I'm done with it. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. I mean, you might have a mild version. This this is this is literally the same thing that happened to me whenever the uh, over Christmas, whenever the temperature went crazy. Yeah. So. It's not something that I'm really worried about, <clears throat> oh, but yeah. uh, it's just it's just in my sinuses. Oh, that's good.
0: I had, Yeah, I had that kind of stuff going on for a while. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, how else are you doing? You doing all right?
1: Aside from feeling yeah, like garbage? fine. Fine. Just busy.
0: Yeah, same. Same. Keeping mm-hmm. busy. I, I don't really have any great stories or anything today, which is fine, but yeah, I'm doing good, doing well. I put in for a lateral transfer at work to do something, maybe a, list, a little less involved and more in the back end, uh, a training position. I don't I don't know if I'm going to get the job, obviously. I still have to interview and stuff, so that's kind of the latest thing in my life. Um, it's not a pay raise or anything. It's just a change of pace. I'm ready for it. Um, but uh, outside of that, I don't know. I, I went to the store today. Not a whole lot was going on. I, I hate when I go to the store and I get everything but one thing. And it's when it's my fault. It's not like they didn't have it. So, like, I meant to get uh, toothpaste. Now, we don't support Crest because they're Procter & Gamble and we don't like them. But uh, so I tried to get, you know, I don't believe Colgate is. So I I meant to get some Colgate toothpaste. This isn't an advertisement, I promise. And uh, I walked out of – I walked out of – the store without it. And I still had two other stops, but I had already gotten perishable items from the store. I was like, fuck, now I can't like do all this running around. You know what I mean? And then what is it with, uh, the Dunkin' Donuts locally? Like, like Chels put in a, uh, an online order. And, uh, she had asked that I, you know, on my last store to let her know, Hey, um, put an online order, at Dunkin' Donuts. I'll swing through. You can do the mobile or whatever you want. I'll bring it back. You know, this is between breakfast and lunch and uh i get in line and what is it that like a lot of these places a lot, it wasn't early enough i guess but you know you order specific donuts and 9 times out of 10 they don't have what you want but at least the guy was really nice and he goes he goes oh yeah well, sorry we don't we don't have an apple fritter here but i'll give you four brownie baked donuts instead and i was like Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, that works. He goes, You know, it's on us. You know, we feel bad. And I'm like, No, it's not. Probably goes, Man, we're slammed. And like, he was like, Really apologetic. I was like, I, he probably deals like a bunch of assholes all the time in the morning. He's being like, No, you don't avoid fucking order. I'm one morning, I want money. But you know, it's probably a pain to do refunds on online orders. So um I was like, I'll take whatever. Well, you, what time was this? It was probably like 10:30.
1: Well, that's probably the problem. Yeah. You're a little late. A little I, I, late. I, those places, those places, I think you kind of have to get there at like seven o'clock if you want all the options available. The
0: full to you. selection. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, interesting, man. Yeah, I, uh, so that happened. I, you know, I, I took Friday off of work. We know m- Monday is Martin Luther King, so it's a holiday for me at work. I don't have to go to work. So I, I really stretched out my long weekend, and i, I got to get back to the one up on my land recordings. But these video games are just sucking me in, and we'll get to that in a minute, what I'm playing now. Um, but I wanted to make a couple – before we get into games that we're playing, we're, we're still on the introduction. I want to do a couple quick things. Um, I posted a picture on the Patreon of, of a PlayStation 1 that I have that's still in the box. And surprisingly, I don't know if people are checking that or not, there was no comment. So I just want to say, yeah, that's real. Um, I found it again. I keep losing it and finding it. It's, it's uh, the PS1. It's in the gray box. Um, and, and I put a little synopsis how we got that so it was just funny we, we won some sort of contest at Warp Tour and people voted for our band and then we there were four of us in the band and then because we couldn't do it uh, fairly the, the PlayStation 1 never got open and it just stayed at my parents' house while we were touring and stuff and it stayed and stayed and stayed and, stayed and by then the PS2, PS3 had come out and it never got opened and uh, it, I have an unopened PS1 which is crazy Um, And every time I find it, it brings joy to my heart. So I posted a picture of me holding it because it's almost like bragging rights, but it's also just kind of neat. It's a neat story. Um, So and then the other thing, uh, you know, our listener LJ wrote and got a hold of me and uh, he did offer up his availability to help with the podcast if we ever needed anything. And I started snowballing. What could we do in 2023 to make the podcast um, better, maybe attract more people? And I think the key is YouTube. You know, I think we just need more YouTube videos. I think we need. I I was putting a lot of time into making those clips where there's like little segments of our podcast. You know, and it would be like a stupid title, but I don't feel like they really did as much justice. They have that shorts thing now. We tried to do video reviews. I did game. I did game reviews. I did reaction trailers. We have. I did like live gameplay live streams. Man, I don't know how to get listeners, and I don't know what we can do to make the podcast any better. And, uh, so I appreciate you writing LJ and I know you have a nice mic now And you know, if, if you can think of something that you could jump in and maybe contribute, or maybe once we get a few more patrons, you know, maybe we could do a spinoff shorter show for the patrons like you, me and LJ or Jake, you could hop on a few. I know it's always a timing thing though. We don't really have a set schedule when we record this podcast. So it's always kind of tough to bring other people in, um, but uh, I, I would be up to working out some sort of thing to do a, like a bonus mini. I just don't know what that, what the additional, like maybe a monthly exclusive patron video, like a 20-minute thing would be. I don't even know what it would be. Like we could just do a quick deep dive in a game or like – I don't know. So think about it and Jake, you think about it and you got everybody think about it. What would you want? <coughs> Chime in. If you want a, a special video once a month – um, maybe I don't. Know. Jake, you're more than welcome to join. I, I just don't want to volunteer your time to do something like that. But I would be willing to do one more video a month. Um, but I don't know what it would be, and, it, and I wouldn't want to put a whole hour into it. Like I'd want it to be like somewhat digestible. That we, you know, something shorter that maybe other people could find and grab onto and find out about us. So um, I don't know what it could be. Maybe the month and wrap or something. Uh, Our favorite news stories of the month. I don't know. Just run through them real quick. Anyways, I'm just chewing on some ideas. I want the podcast to grow. Um, Jake, I sent you a message earlier about how, you know, we needed like maybe 20 more patrons in order to get like to improve the quality of this podcast. Um, You know, the subscription fees for uh, Riverside, which is a streaming service that will record the audio locally and sync the video and all the stuff for us. Um, so, it's not a complete, I don't know, hijacking of our time. Um, you know, I, I think I did the math. We're going to need about 22 or so more patrons. So, if you listen to the show, um, we can make the audio quality better if you sign up to a patron. We're not asking you to do it or forcing you to. We're not offended if you don't, but it's just, it's out there. That that's what it's going to take. I'm fine either way. I like how we're doing it now. I think we've got a good podcast. But if quality is an issue, but you like the content, Um, audio quality is an issue, then that would be a workaround for for anyone who's listening to go ahead and sign up for the patron for $1 a month. Um, On top of that, uh, I've got our YouTube stats, Jake, and then we'll get into games we're playing. So I just want to share this with the listeners because we're not a huge podcast. You guys should know that. And I'm all for transparency. And I got this cute little uh, email. We got a cute little email from from YouTube. It said we had a total of 9,688 views in 2022. Um, 16.3 thousand minutes which i don't know what equates to in hours it's a lot for us 179 total new likes or likes on videos, and then we, we accumulated 22 new YouTube subscribers. So we are growing. It's not a ton, and the listeners know we don't have a ton, but uh, I think a lot of people refer to us as like a needle in a haystack, and people who tend to find our show stick around. So if you can help us brainstorm on how to get more more of a community built here, that would be awesome. Um, the funny top most viewed videos were uh, the Zipline and Metro. I've talked about that before. That's hilarious. <laughs> Uh and then there's some sort of video of me making a bandit surrender, and people didn't realize you could do that, so it got a ton of uh got a ton of views. And then uh the Red Dead Redemption 2 warning shot, which is like five years old, um still always tops the list every year um because people don't realize how to do warning shots in Red Dead 2. And I had so many comments, how do you do this? How do you do this? How do you this? Is awesome. You just shoot and then people start like freaking out. Um, anyways, um top countries, unsurprisingly, United States, United Kingdom, and Canada. Um And uh, all-time highlights. Uh, it's been 3,781 days since the first upload for the YouTube channel. And uh, that's about all I need to really go over on that. So some interesting stats on our YouTube channel. We're trying to grow it. That's why we talk about it at the beginning of every episode. If you guys can go subscribe, it helps us. It helps the algorithm. If you leave comments on our videos, it helps. And uh, it has helped. I know Played by Ken has been... A little bit out of the mix lately, and, I, and I'm and i worried about him because I think he's out the California way, and they're having some massive flooding and some bad stuff's happening out there, so I hope you're all right, played by Ken, and uh, hearts go out to everybody enduring all of the crazy weather that's going on in the United States right now, so um, it's been absolutely crazy. Tornadoes have wreaked havoc over the past weekend, um, crazy, crazy flooding in California. Uh, the world's essentially fucking falling apart, so... Um, I hope you're all right out there bud Jake let's talk about games we're playing how about you go first what are you playing
1: uh so just this morning I beat axiom verge 2 oh nice so yeah I did finish that it's really good I like it a lot there's a, a couple of things about it that I'm not like super stoked about um there's this there's this thing in the game where you get this ability to turn into like a like a little drone thing or 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 release a little drone thing that you can you can run around with and it has the ability to like shift into another dimension and like go to this other like world and you can like travel around in there and then come back out and be on like a different part of the map and it's like how you get around obstacles sometimes and stuff like that Mm. and uh so But they don't make it super clear that this other dimension is just like literally a second map for the game. So if you ever played the first Axiom Verge, it's a Metroidvania. So the whole point of the game is you running around until like you find all these barriers that you can't get through. And then eventually you get abilities that allow you to get through those barriers to new parts of the map and stuff. And generally in these games, there's always an instance where you're like, okay – I've got to find the thing now because I don't know where to go next. And so one of the suggestions that I'll make, because this is a PS Plus game, so everybody can play it if, as long as you have PS Plus, is make sure you not only clear as far as you can the main map, but also this like alternate universe map that you can do as the drone. Because there are some times where some of the abilities you need to progress are in that map and not the map, the original, like, map or whatever. Right. So, uh, and then, like, the final, the the, the ending of it was kind of just, like, meh, which was kind of weird. It kind of fell off of a cliff right at the end. But overall, I thought it was a really good game. I really enjoyed the experience. Um. And then I started, I don't really have much to say about it, but I started this game, I just downloaded it from the PS Plus Extra games catalog called, uh, it's called Children of Morda, which is, it's like an action RPG mm-hmm. that's like pixel art. And it looked really cool. The trailer looked really cool. So I, I looked it up online and it got all these like super positive reviews on Steam and stuff like that. So I decided to give it a go. And then I found out after like, I started playing it that the dungeons... It's it's an action RPG, but it's also a roguelike. So I just... After I played the first dungeon, died and had to start it all over again, and then did it a couple times and realized that, like, oh, I'm going to have to play this first dungeon, like, five fucking times until I'm leveled up, leveled up enough to be able to get to the next dungeon. I was just like, I... This game isn't for me. I... I dude, I... I know I've said it on the podcast before, but I am at the point where I fucking hate roguelikes. There are games like there are games like Hades, which in Rogue Legacy, which do really interesting things to make the roguelike formula kind of worthwhile, I guess. Um, and I guess you could say like Deathloop would be another kind of example. What about that card where game? Where it's like played? what's that? What, what about that card game? Would, would you would you consider
0: that a roguelike?
1: Oh yeah, definitely, what, definitely. What I mean, I wasn't a big, I wasn't a big, I, I wasn't a big fan of the roguelike aspect of that game, yeah. but I liked the gameplay. The hell was that? Uh, same thing with it's and it's a, it's a, a spire, um, Slay the spire. Sorry, Slay I didn't spire, mean to interject.
0: Yeah. I just I was thinking that was one we kind of enjoyed. I thought, but all right.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I no that was it, so that one just like this game. I like the gameplay. It's really fun, but I just hate the roguelike element where you're just running the same fucking shit over and over and over again. You keep losing all your progress and all this crap. And so like, there are games where, like I said, you are progressing in some capacity via narrative or something in games like Hades and uh, games like uh, Deathloop and shit like that. This one is similar to that, but I was looking for just an action RPG where I could just run around and do these dungeons and complete this story and all this stuff. And sometimes – I'm not saying that this is true, but sometimes I get the feeling – like to me, I have this gut reaction that roguelikes are just fucking – it's like lazy game-making masqueraded with this like oh this is the intention of the game to like make you play the same fucking map over and over and over and over and over, and over again because this way I only have to make one map and it's like okay well I get it at the same time and I, I'm not trying to throw shit at this game in particular it's just kind of like my feelings towards roguelikes in general <laughs> but Jake is I do it. But I do. There's something cool about it. It's just it's got this narrator that like narrates as you go. He it's it's he fucking talks too much. But it reminds me a little bit of Bastion, though not nearly as good as Bastion in terms of like there's a narrator that's kind of narrating the world, like he's reading a book while you're doing the thing. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Um, but so I was I was looking at a few different games to down. Well, I'm trying to figure out what to play next because probably the next big game that I'm actually gonna play is. Hogwarts Legacy is probably going to be the next one that I play. And that's not until the end of February. So I was like, well, almost certainly my next game is going to be Mass Effect 3. But I kind of want to just dabble in something that I can get off of PS Plus Extra. Mm. And so I downloaded this game and I I was thinking about getting inside because I've never played inside before. And I've heard that I've heard nothing but amazing things about that game. So I was thinking about getting that, and then the other game that I was thinking about. And this is the beauty of of these subscription services: is you can try these games without any kind
0: of strings attached risk.
1: But uh, have you seen that? um, It's called. uh, Fuck, what's it called? (laughs) It's one of the Warhammer games. It's like Space Hulk Deathwing, I think yeah. is what it's yeah, called. I think I have it. Is it's it the, like a, is It's it turn it's, based. No, it's a first uh, person shooter. Okay, then I don't have that one. Not Vermintide, um, right? It's it's uh no no. Vermintide is like the the multiplayer Deathwing. I think um, is correct. Yeah, I think it's Space Hulk Deathwing because there's like four or five Space, Space Hulk games. Space Hulk in Tactics the Warhammer. is the one that I played. Yeah. Yeah. So, but when I was, I was looking at it, I was like, it looked fucking awesome. You just like run, it's like a first person shooter. You're running around the Space Hulk as a fucking Space Marine. Yeah. So, like, you can, you know, and it, it seems like you can upgrade your Space Marine and get different weapons, loadouts, and shit like that. It seems like it could be just fun to dick around with. Yeah. Um, even if it's just kind of like a, you know, just kind of like a rinse and repeat kind of dungeony kind of game. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know. There's just something cool about that universe. But I don't know. Like I said, I'm probably just going to jump into Mass Effect 3. But I might dick around with something else in the meantime. It's a good idea. Cool, cool. Well, uh, I beat Death Stranding 55 hours later. Nice. I threw
0: 55 hours in that game in like a week and a half. I couldn't put it down. I think Chelsea hated me for it. I I couldn't break. I was like addicted to the game. I was was addicted to the... the, uh, the mechanic of delivering and all this stuff, and then and then not to mention some of those cutscenes towards the end. I will say that my opinion of the game has not changed at all. Um, I think it's I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's genius. I'll say a couple things about it, and then I'll just let it go. Um, but that's what this hat is. Bridges is the company that that Norman Reedus works for um, in Death Stranding. So um, the uh, uh, it's interesting the cutscenes felt necessary like like you know like some games uh, we complain often about games being too long I would have been fine if there were about 5 to 8 less chiral points i needed to network together to get to the to the end of this game um i think everything they did was fine i felt kind of towards when i got to Around middle America to a little bit east of California on the map of connecting America, I started getting a little burnout on on the gaming mechanism. I liked it. I still appreciated it. But uh, I guess maybe my tolerance for it was just way higher than a lot of people's. Um, but I was just like, I just want <clears throat> to advance the story. But they do some nice little story beats in there. Um, but you run into these preppers that are like apparently like doomsday preppers that like you have to win over the government has to you're like kind of trying to connect them all and like you got to do a few extra missions for them or do special things for them so they believe in what you're doing improve your goodwill and it kind of got a little okay I just want to fucking see what's gonna happen right because they they had built up this I want to know what the death stranding is I want to know what the fuck the baby is all about I want to know the story of minor spoiler of like the war hero in the game that uh whatever that that dude's name is Mads what's his name uh Mads Mickelson yeah Mads Mickelson plays I want to know what his fucking role in it is I want to like know more about the the other woman transporter fragile I want to know more about her but like a lot of the game is just like you just doing this thing right and it's fun and the mechanics are awesome but They got me so invested in the story. I feel like there was a good amount of story because of the way I was playing it, maybe too. That was just like, I want it. I want that next beat now. But like, I I had to do these missions first, and then I would get. And then, like, my biggest problem with it, which is, the game's a masterpiece. I'd give it easily an eight or nine out of ten for sure. Mm. Um, But like, when you found yourself. On the top of the mountains, and you're just fucking trudging and you're walking so fucking slow, and you're just like, God, just fucking go get there, dude. Like, because I'm at the point where, like, the payoff was still gonna feel good, but I could see distance (laughs) and I could see the fucking mountains I still had to go through. And I, and it, I think the pay, it made the payoff still awesome. Like I mentioned on the last show, the payoff is so nice in making these deliveries, but I just, I probably shouldn't have crammed it in like a, a week and a half. Like that's a lot of game to take in in that amount of time. But I just had to fucking do it because I knew if I walked away for too long, something else would get me. Um, and one other thing that I – the game is really, really interesting. And I i did a – even when it was over, I i was correct in what my initial thought was. But I'm like, that's impossible. That can't be – that can't be – that can't be who I am. It doesn't make sense. I had to go on to YouTube and do some ending explain videos and watch them because the way that Kojima tells his stories there was a lot of text a lot of emails in the game that you had to sit and read if you really wanted the whole fucking story and way too much for me personally and I appreciate that they exist it was just a lot for me um you know but man what a what a gem of a game and one of the coolest things that happened and I was talking to your brother Josh about it and uh he he asked where I was, and I said, he goes, have you have you gotten to the snow parts yet? Where, like, the snow's, like, literally up past your ankles, and you're just walking. There was a part where my boots wore through so badly that I was leaving bloody footprints in the snow by the time I got to my destination. And, like, he was making comments and shit, like, ah, oh, fuck, I can't feel my feet. And, like, it was like, God, I can't imagine doing this, doing what he's doing. I can't imagine, like, hiking like this. Um, so it, re- it really was cool, but he, and I said, yeah, I was at the stove parts and then I, they have these little transporters um, that you can wrap around your waist and put all your luggage on. If you can't carry it on your back, put it on the back, put on this thing and, it, and it's a hoverboard almost and you can use it to help carry your stuff up mountains and stuff. The problem is, is you can't go down ladders on it because it'll snap the rope and your shit will fall and break. So you have to, when you lay ladders and you have one of these things with you, you have to Leave it at such an angle that you can actually walk down it like a bridge. And uh, the other thing is you can't use like your guide ropes like uh, um, like Sherpas would use and stuff. You know what I mean? Like you would like rappel down or use them to like go up and down mountains. Depends on the angles. So you have to be really careful about it. But what I didn't know I could do and what I found out I could do on the slope was if that little uh, hover thing is empty, you can stand on it. And fucking snowboard. And, and like, it made traversing the mountains so much fucking more awesome. Because I didn't realize, because I was getting to the top, and I was just, like, fucking lugging down like this. And then, like, I, I must have, like, had some cargo damage, and it was just empty. And, like, I could have put it on my back, but I was like, fuck, if I see anything, I'll just pick it up and put it on there, and we'll keep going. But then, like, I got close to it, and it said... Jump on, and I was like, "Yeah, fucking jump on!" That's what I'm gonna do. And I went straight down the hill, and it was the coolest thing. And, he, and I felt like a genius. And then your brother wrote, "He goes, did did you uh, use the hover thing for a snowboard yet?" And I was like, "Fuck, I'm not. Yeah, I guess it's not that special of a thing for me. It was in the moment. I was, I felt like a genius, improvising for for uh, survival." <laughs> Um, so the game's really cool. It lets you experiment a lot. It's it's an open sandboxy world, but you can really fucking play with it, and it's that's something that I really enjoyed about it. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed the story. I, I did have to watch a uh, ending explained video, and uh, I was right with most of what I thought. And to be honest, there there is a period of me playing this game where I had no fucking clue what was happening because it was just so. It's such a wild concept and uh, those who play, no and then those who haven't played it I'm not going to spoil it for you but I recommend the game the other game that I started playing and I did what you did Jake because I have the extra or the plus or whatever the hell it is yeah, extra um, I downloaded Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy because I knew you spoke very highly of it LJ really liked it it got great reviews and I remember you telling me like how like you preferred it over the movie and I'm like, man, I fucking love the movie Like there's, I was like, Jake's crazy and then I started fucking playing this game, and sure shit, I was laughing playing the fucking game. And it's fucking funny. It's very funny. Um, uh, is his name Drax? I think Drax is the character. Yeah. Some of his just cold, uh, taking everything literal, some of the things he says is just so fucking funny. Um, I think someone calls him a muscle head or something, and he goes, I don't have a, mus- I don't have a muscle head, or I'm not a muscle head, <laughs> or something like that. Like, he just didn't understand it. And then there's a point where, like, uh, you know, uh, Peter says something about like getting two birds with with one stone, and he, and he was like, Peter, what does two birds with one stone mean? And and you go, well, you're you're uh, solving two things with one solution. And he goes, ah, I knew, I knew it, or something like that. Like like I knew it says something like I knew, um, uh, you just, like it wasn't blah 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 blah. Like I knew you didn't mean that or something. I don't know. It was just really funny because he's like fucking reading the book. And he's like, yeah. There's so much the thing about Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and I won't talk on a whole lot, Jake, because you've already played it. Listeners already heard you talk about it, but this game does dialogue right. And it's and it's crazy because I don't know, like when you do like Uncharted or you do The Last of Us, right, and you're walking around and you have a companion, they're not fucking talking the whole time. In fact, when they talk, you kind of stop what you're doing so you can listen. In Guardians of the Galaxy. It's fucking banter the whole fucking time. And it's not – it doesn't feel um, – it doesn't feel like it was implemented into this game for filler. Like it's all – if you just like listen to it, it just sounds like a bunch of friends just fucking sh- joking around with each other and being assholes. Like it's awesome. It creates this weird uh, – this weird camaraderie that you feel for all the different characters and it's just non-stop during the battles they're fucking talking Um, like I I just hit a part where like Drax jumps off his fucking huge ass thing to go fight these guys and I followed him and he was like, "Peter, you actually followed me. You're crazy, or something like that. You're the only one." And they're up there, like, and you can hear Rocket just being like, "I'm not going down there." And you're like, "Fucking fighting," and it's like a hard battle, and you want him to make the jump, but he... And then you could hear like whatever. I don't know what her name is. Forget her name. Um, but she's she's talking. She's like, "Yeah, we got to find another way down," you know. And and he's like, "Yeah, they're too scared." And he's like beating the shit out of people or something, you know. And it's just like the comp the the dialogue makes this game. Um, the combat's fine. And I appreciate the linearity of it right now. It's so linear, and I love that about it. It's it's it, well, I got to uh, I got to nowhere, the planet nowhere, and it seemed pretty open. So it's I'm getting a little bit of uh, anxiety over it because I just came out of death stranding, and I really don't want to do anything open right now. But uh, maybe you could tell me, Jake, does does that planet? Close off pretty soon. It seems like it did. I did like a battle with two two big red guys that
1: were twins, and I beat them. There's there's no there's no real open world parts in this game. Okay, good. There may be like sections that are a little bigger, like a little bit more open, and that you can kind of go a couple different areas or something like that. But you know, a lot of it is just. When when you say open world, it's not like you can just go wherever. There might be, like, you walk into, like, an area, and it's like, oh, I've got to go to this corner of the map, and then you yeah. might come back to this central area, then go to this corner of the map, then come back. It's still linear. They may just reuse certain parts of the map. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, the and I think I remember saying it on the podcast that like the presentation and the acting and the dialogue is what's so amazing about that. It game. is, it's amazing, and the story and the way that the characters develop is so far superior than the movie. It's unbelievable, mm. and I I know that that's that may or may not be a be a popular opinion, but like I watched I played the game before I watched the movie mm-hmm. and when I watched the movie after playing the game I was like holy fuck they rushed everything and like none of this <laughs> stuff like like out, by the end of the movie I'm like why are these people even friends I have no idea the movie didn't like they didn't build that at all mm. but like in the game it's you sort of see those relationships build and everything yeah. and it uh, it's It's really neat. So – but yeah, the combat is fine. Yeah. Let's just say that. It's fine. It's serviceable. But it's not like – I'm not going to sit here and say that like it's like God of War where the combat is equivalent or greater to the story. It's it's just not true. Yeah. But if you have any interest in Guardians of the Galaxy – Um, and if you, I'll be curious when you're done with it, how you, how you feel about this story compared to the movie. Cause you watched the movie first and I did the opposite. So, cause I know there's a little bit, you know, when you have shared IP across different, you know, cross media, Mm -hmm. some, a lot of times it tends to be that the first version of it you experience, you like more. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about like, Oh, the book's better and all that shit. Always. But like, um. Yeah, I'm curious what you think if you beat this game, what you'll think of it by the end yeah. compared to the movie. I got this is a this, minor
0: minor spoiler, but I gotta ask you, since we're talking about the game, do you remember a part where where Rocket and Groot find themselves in a bar and you encounter them and then uh this guy challenges you and you don't know who he is? And he's missing a singing part. Yeah, and he's missing a lip.
1: D- yeah. Did you did you get all the song lyrics right? Uh I did I can't I can't remember It's like Storm no, actually, Riders and he's like Storm Rider and he's got this fucking laser <laughs>
0: pistol and Peter Quill's yeah. just like I don't know who the fuck that guy is <laughs> And then and then you go to the bar afterwards and like you befriend him by knowing the lyrics and pretending you know what the fuck he's talking about and it must have just been like a drunken night that Peter Quill met with this guy or something and uh you go to the bar and the bartender gives you a free drink you're like, "Hey, thanks." You know what's that for? And he goes, "Well, because you you talked him off a ledge." You know, if you didn't know the lyrics, he, I would be cleaning your brains up off the floor. And you're like, "Really? Like he really would have shot me?" Like, oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, that part was hilarious. The Storm Rider thing.
1: I ju- I just yeah, guessed. there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff like that in that in the game. Yeah. It's it's really neat,
0: really fucking fun. All right, well, let's move on to some listener. I'll let you guys know what I think about that when I'm done with it. Hopefully it will be done by next podcast. Uh, uh, Being that I dumped 55 hours in Death Stranding in less than two weeks, I can probably finish this 14-hour game. Um, So yeah, so listener feedback. There's only one, and uh, I appreciate you writing in, Josh. And this was just input on episode 258. He said, I'm glad to hear Fred's enjoying Death Stranding. Death standing is what he wrote, but I know what he meant. Uh, I think the walking simulator stuff is overlaid. Um, the I don't know, overplayed, overlaid. Um, the game is packed with so many gameplay mechanics, people just might not like them. And I agree with Fred. The feeling of relief when you make it through an intense delivery is awesome. It's not perfect, but it wouldn't be rewarding if you removed all the crap that makes it frustrating. The game has some insanely long cutscenes, though. And he put in parentheses, I didn't mind. Um, I 100% agree that the cutscenes are too long. But it's Kojima. I, mean, that's, he,
1: that's co- I was going to say, that's Kojima in a nutshell. I mean, fucking some of the Metal Gear cutscenes are like an hour long. That's just
0: what he does. And, and you know, I, I mean, it's essentially you're watching a movie that has gameplay because <laughs> he wants to be a movie director. Um, yeah. there, there are a lot of Metal Gear-esque moments in, in Death Stranding for sure. Um, I'll just say that right off the bat, getting into it. There's a lot of Metal Gear shit that goes on towards the end that I really, really liked. Um, but let's get on to the news. The first point of news today is about Assassin's Creed. And uh, you might be saying, why the hell are they talking about Assassin's Creed? You're right, because I'm not a fan and Jake's not really a fan. Um, but when it comes to Assassin's Creed, you know – it, it is a franchise I, I, I really want to love, and I want to like it. Um, bottom line is I just really don't like it. Um, Jake, we spoke about this uh, game a lot on prior podcasts, um, but Ubisoft is sticking to their guns regarding the, the latest Assassin's Creed Mirage game, which is going to be coming out. Um, they indicate it's an, in, in an interview with GamesRadar. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I think it's Stefan um, Boudon. Um, Indicated Origins, Odyssey, Valhalla, they're all great games with the promise to live an epic journey and a strong fantasy. Their scopes have been calibrated to fulfill those ambitions as they all embrace the RPG mechanics. But amongst our fans, we started hearing the desire for a character-driven story focused on the core pillars of the first Assassin's Creed in a more intimate scale. It resonates with us as well as developers, and this was the starting point of the project. End quote. He says uh, that the game will be more traditional, like previous games in the Assassin's Creed franchise. Jake, is this going to be enough for you to give it a whirl, or no?
1: I mean, I have to. I'd have to see it. it. It's Assassin's Creed is one of those things where there's only one Assassin's Creed game that I ever really spent much time in. The only one I ever even got close to beating was uh, Unity. And I did enjoy Assassin's Creed 4, but that was probably more so because it was one of the first games I had on my PS4 than the fact that it was actually a good game. Right. So I don't know. I mean I I appreciate what they're saying and it resonates with me, but I'd have to see what they really come up with before I make any super – accurate determination
0: yeah I think that's a fair answer from you I I feel the same way I don't feel like I I never really played the original Assassin's Creed game Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed games sorry and uh, I mean the only one that I've really played um, from beginning to end was uh, Black Flag and I did that because I got a PS4 and I wanted to play a game for the PS4 and it was like an upgraded version of the game for PS4. Like what they do when you get a new console. But I, I enjoyed it. But I tried Odyssey. I tried a couple other ones. Uh, and it, they just did not resonate with me. I, It's a game where you're supposed to be stealthy, but the stealth mechanics to me felt very garbage. Um, and it's like, man, it's, you know, if they it, if it had like Metal Gear Stealth, that would be awesome. Or like I've never even played Splinter Cell, but I hear it's got great stealth mechanics. Um, I think the game would be awesome, but I, I just. Um, what's another game that I played that had really good stealth? It wasn't Deus Ex. It was. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter, but I don't feel like they've mastered the stealthiness of this game. Like, you're supposed to be an assassin. Some of these assassin missions, I mean, the stealth is really just kill people before they can ring a bell. Like there's no yeah. sneaking into and out without killing people. And it's – maybe there is. There is. If you're really fucking good, you want to take time to do it. But like it's, the game should be uh, – my experience with the Assassin's Creed games, Assassin's Creed games Jesus, is that uh, the, it was always just like who can I attack when they're not looking at me? And then who's the next target that I can attack before I get to like my main guy that I have to kill? And then I'll just go back out the way I came, and this is like a real good stealth game would let you, not easily, but also not to the point of like exhausting your mental capacity and skill set, um, allow you to get into these places and take people down with somewhat ease because you're a fucking assassin. Like this is what you do, but you, you're spotted way too easy in these games. It's there's, they don't the the cover system is shit. Like I don't think there really even is one. Um, so it's that's the thing that bothers me. If they made like a more, I don't know, character focused Assassin's Creed game with a legit cover system that actually had like a pinging system or something where you could do real stealth, and I think it would be really cool. But my experience with those games has not been that. So I don't know. That's my opinion. Hmm. All right. I don't know, and I want a jump
1: button. Um. You mean you don't want to just like hold R2 and fucking run around and scale shit? No,
0: because I end up clinging to shit I don't mean to cling to. Part of the part of the reason that I want a jump button is so that I can accurately make my guy go where I want him to fucking go. If you just hold down the button and start willy-nilly moving the controller, he's going to fucking cling on to shit you don't want him to cling on to. That's the problem. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to be stealthy when you're fucking holding down a button and trying to run through shit and you end up places you don't mean to be and you get spotted. This is like give me a fucking jump button. I don't know. That's my opinion. I'm done. I'm done ranting about Assassin's Creed. Anyways, I hope that I wish them well. I hope they do good with it. Next news point is uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, one nineteen. Uh, yeah, PS5 firmware. Push Square had a report on a rumor regarding a, a new firmware update for PS5. They indicated it'll patch in support for the PS5 DualSense Edge, which is the Pro controller, and it's going to finally include full Discord support as well. As the ability to stream PS5 games on the PS5,
1: um, I do wonder what that means, though. When you say Discord support, is it is there going to be a native app for Discord, or is it going to be like the Xbox thing where you have to do this shit where you set it up on your phone and then log into it with your PlayStation or uh, like it. It's kind of weird. You can link
0: to services on Discord right now. You can link your PSN to your Discord. So right now, I know when LJ's on, because he, he's a part of our Discord, and uh, if listeners are even remotely interested of in joining the PSNs on Discord, I'll let you. I have no idea. How, I'll just post a link on the Patreon, but we don't do anything on there. But if you link up your Discord with your PSN, this is a way that all of us can maybe check and see what other people are playing. them. I mean, it'd be kind of cool, um, listeners of the show. Um, but right now, it does tell me what Blit McDougal is playing. When we're doing the podcast, if he's playing, it tells me the game he's currently playing. So it integrates to that degree right now, and it's been doing that since January. But it sounds like the Discord stuff they've been trying to do is the the voice, the voice chat. And it doesn't seem like it's in place yet. But the full integration, I think, would allow users to maybe stream directly to their Discord. Right, so streaming direct to Discord is probably a thing. Um, like, we do our podcast through video right here, you know what I mean? So we could probably stream to the PS this Is Awesome Discord channel, um, which may open up opportunities. I'm not sure. But the, uh, the rumor is, is that the patch is also going to permit users to avoid high downloads to play native PS5 titles immediately via cloud streaming. But the feature... Is rumored to be exclusive to plus premium members. This is the highest tier. Um, so they gave us small hard drives to sell us premium, apparently. <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, sure. I mean, this is, I think it's a good idea. Um, I don't know. I like Noah LJ's playing. I'm fine with Discord integration. Um, but we did just get a recent firmware update, and I don't think that it included this Discord shit on there. So the, I You're think. You're
1: talking about that. This is the the rumored like seven update or whatever the fuck is yeah it's called yeah yeah i i don't think that this stuff is integrated yet but i could be wrong i mean i i haven't seen anything usually they when usually whenever sony does something like this they make a kind of a big deal out of a it on the blog post or something you know
0: yeah and i'm pretty sure microsoft has the the voice over discord feature right now integrated but I don't think
1: Play- yeah that's what I, that's what I was talking about on Microsoft you can do voice over discord but you have to like use your phone to set it up oh, and okay. like all this shit and it's just it's not at least last I knew it, it's not very elegant well, maybe Sony's trying to make it elegant for their platform right maybe that's what's well Sony from. owns part of discord so I would certainly fucking hope so <laughs>
0: we'll see man I don't know but I'm okay with interfacing with discord the PS5 that's fine I still have no clue like, how to use like koozie. oh dude it's such a good koozie <laughs> Forgot we had those. Um, well, we don't. Have I don't even know how I either. got one.
1: I don't even know how I got one. I just found it on my in my kitchen. That's hilarious. Very well,
0: very well. Sorry, we Will should make PS. Xbox. This is awesome koozies. Would anyone want one? If we sold them for like a couple bucks, that'd be fucking rad,
1: wouldn't it? We should. That'd be really cool. Would you make? Would it be? Would it be yellow or would it be red? See, here is the thing. What I would want. Personally, would be a black koozie Mm. with a red and yellow logo on it. Because let me tell you, my main use for a koozie is if I'm like. Outside working in the garage or something, yeah. and I take a beer out with me or something like that. So, nine times out of 10, my koozies are fucking filthy. Yeah, so black. Because koozie. I end up like, like I'm, yeah, I'm like outside working on the landscaping or I'm in, you know, in the basement working on something or whatever. So, and I'm not like sitting there drinking. So, my beer is in a fucking koozie for an hour and a half to stay a little bit cool. Yeah. So, I like the idea of a black koozie with a logo on it. But some people might be down with a with a yellow koozie or a, even like a red koozie. I don't know, man. Well, I know I, I'd like it. Yeah,
0: I I know that. I mean, it might be a way for us to generate a little bit of income uh, for the for the show to keep the show going. But uh, like with getting these Riverside or the better streaming services lined up, but uh, the. Uh, the other thing I was thinking is is usually I think with these koozies, the place that I go through is Commonwealth Press out of Pittsburgh. And I think they only do one-color koozies. So one, oh, really? one, one print, one-color print, and one-color actual koozie. So we'd have to do a, a two-color you know, thing somehow. But something to think about. Chew on it. Mm. The next news point, Jake – is uh, this is rele- relevant to what we're doing right now. You and I are both feeling out the PlayStation Plus Extra games. There have been some new additions for PS Plus Extra, um, and uh, they've been announced for January, and, and the list is going to include titles such as Back for Blood, which would be actually really fun with friends, I think. Back mm. for P- Blood is an online co-op, I think a four-person co-op game that's a story. That,
1: it's a spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead.
0: So that would be cool. And uh, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, Jet the Far Shore, and Life is Strange and Life is Strange Before the Storm are both going to be added. And uh, there's going to be some other games too,
1: but those are the ones that hopped out at me. Jake, any interest in any of those? So I – obviously I'm not a multiplayer guy, so Back for Blood is, is- – interesting to me from an academic perspective more so than from an actual like interest in playing perspective there's a lot of these games where it's like i have an academic interest but i don't i wouldn't probably play it myself um but i i'm interested in that jet the far shore game because that was the game that they, they like announced this with the playstation 5 so um it was announced a long time ago i think it's it's out right Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure it's out. It's out. So, but it seems like a super chill game. And this might be well, like the one almost, that you want, man. Maybe this is the- almost like a flower or flow or something. Yeah. Um, and I've always been I've always been interested in Devil May Cry, and I've heard that Devil May Cry Five is pretty fucking good. So I don't know, man. I might give it a go. I don't know when I'll fit it in, especially if I jump into Mass Effect. But uh, it does seem interesting to me.
0: Yeah, that's a nice, nice little, nice little uh, rift of uh, games coming out on PlayStation Plus Extra, which is different than Essentials. So we did get good Essential games. We talked about that a few episodes ago, maybe last episode. Moving forward, Skull and Bones. Jake, is this game ever going to
1: come out? I don't know why they didn't just fucking cancel it. Delayed, you know, again, delayed again, delayed really again. Cynical s- or whatever. Had but.
0: some really nice trailers, CG trailers, and computer, gra- but like I say CG trailers, computer graphic trailers. <laughs> it's fucking redundant.
1: Um, but that, but that, that, um, that first gameplay, that extended gameplay trailer they came out with it just seemed kind of like mad. This looks like look a pretty, mid-gen PS4 game or something. Yeah, like, it, it doesn't look like anything shitty.
0: special. Yeah, it looks shitty. Um, in a statement, the company indicated uh, that. They're encountering major challenges as the industry continues to shift towards mega brands and long-lasting titles.
1: The fuck does that, that does, mean? That literally is fucking nonsense words. Right. This is this this game is supposed to be a live service game. So basically, what you're saying is that you're struggling to make a good live service game. End of story. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like they're like, oh, we we don't think it's probably. It probably boils down to either. The game just isn't running well, or they they don't know if they can keep up with the with the monetization, like the 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 expansion model that they have for the game. Because, like you know, you with a live service game, you you have to have new content frequently all the time. Otherwise, it will die. And if they're like this, may be them saying like, "Oh, we didn't realize when we started this game a hundred years ago." that we were going to have to have fucking new content every couple of months, and we just can't keep up with that because it took us 100 fucking years to make this game. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I know I'm being pretty negative about it, but to be completely honest with you, I just, I feel bad for the fucking people that have worked on this game for so long because this game is going to die on the vine. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If I'm wrong and it's like a, and it's like a, like a, What's the, what's the one on Xbox? I don't know. Um, I no fucking uh, clue. What's, sea what's of, the one
0: we're sea talking of thieves?
1: About? Sea of Thieves, you're right. Sea of Thieves came out and was kind of meh, and it's become awesome. So I guess it's entirely possible that they could do something similar with this mm. game. But I don't know, man. I, I just feel bad because I would have loved for them to have just been like two or three years ago. Just been like... Maybe this is just a bad idea and just cancel it and start something completely new and have, like, a new IP or – even if it's a new fucking pirate game, but just, like, make something different or reboot the thing or do whatever – Because I feel bad because all these people are going to spend years of their life working on this thing just to see it fucking implode on launch. Dude,
0: you and I have talked about how that's one area that is lacking in video games is like a good fucking single-player campaign pirate fucking game. It would be It would be so good. It would be so cool. Why is nobody doing it? Like the closest thing we had was Black Flag, but that was too open world. Make a fucking Uncharted style but like Last of Us style pirate game. Or you're a fucking badass pirate, right? Make him cool shit. Make him kind of like uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean dude, you know, the Johnny Depp character. Like, make him fucking not, like, so mean and fucking shitty. Make him have a good moral compass but still be living on the edge a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, he does some bad shit, but, like, he does bad
1: shit for the right reasons and like that's what i want. Yeah, i mean you could you could even do something like a like a kid who is like an orphan or something and somehow gets caught up with a pirate yeah. and like, you know, like something weird happens like that or i don't know, man. I it's it is so weird that pirates are a area of narrative that has not really been deeply explored in the video game space cuz i feel like you know, pirates are kind of a cool sort of cross between. You could do a cool cross between like a like melee and and ranged combat. Oh, yeah, with the pistol. Like your like your ranged combat has like a you know it's maybe really powerful, but it has a long cooldown period because it's like black powder shit and like I don't know. I I feel like. Now swords? granted, we're we're not game developers. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could do all kinds of cool shit. I mean, I'm not saying everyone thinks that a pirate game has to have like you driving a fucking ship around like <laughs> it's, it's right. Assassin's Creed or something. Right. Like you don't have to have that. You could make a pirate game where you're not driving a fucking ship around. You could just it could just be a narrative about you hunting treasure or something. Or even just you know, uh, like i don't know what what
0: here let me throw let me throw a pirate narrative at you um you're a kid right you're uh orphaned you get brought into this pirate crew or something right and it's an upbringing like you said that you started it off ultimately through maybe some of your misadventures you start wondering who the hell your father is your real father like you want to find your father right and it turns out he was or is some great fucking Blackbeard like pirate right and you're like oh shit like I was destined for this like this is what and then maybe he's a bad guy but you've been brought up by good quote unquote good pirates and then you're this fucking juxtaposition and like it could be really fucking cool man
1: like I don't I don't know I mean just think about you know not to spoil Uncharted 4 but Uncharted 4 is about a pirate treasure I mean that's what it's about Imagine a game – I'm not saying this is something Naughty Dog should do, but imagine a story like it was the like Wayback machine with Uncharted 4 and it was like the whole point of this was you are going around making these crazy fucking treasure maps and doing all this gnarly shit to hide this treasure that you found. And like the end of the game is you like – I don't know, getting this shit fucking hidden or, or something. I don't know. Like I feel like you could do some cool stuff. Like it doesn't even have to be an action adventure game. It could be a narrative game. It could be a you know, a visual novel or something. Like Dude, anything. I don't know. I mean I, I think I think a third person action game in the pirate genre would be fucking dope though. I don't know. I mean who am I? Just the guy who likes pirates. And Moan is lawn. And mowing my lawn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, we need to keep we need to keep it rolling here. This next news point. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Back to the see, uh, skull and bones. Ubisoft also announced that they're canceling three games. They were unannounced games, but they're canceling them. So they didn't make it very far. So maybe smart move. Save the money. You're talking about
1: the five games which is the no no round?
0: this is the last this is the last news point Ubisoft also has canceled three games which remained unannounced so
1: oh yeah if they if they were unannounced then they probably were bad yeah so Ubisoft is like struggling right now I don't know what's going on with them
0: yeah it's weird all right but yeah this next news point's interesting um and I gotta write down a time signature
1: here before. I, I hope about. the division Heartland is good. <laughs>
0: uh, maybe it got canceled. No, that's too far along. Yeah, you're right. So, Wizards of the Coast, um, also uh, known as WotC, uh, is reportedly canceling. Oh. Don't do that. That's what everybody calls it. Uh Are it, you fucking serious? In, That's in, people actually. In the use board that? game world, we call it Watsy, yes. But anyways, they're reportedly canceling. No wonder nobody fucking likes you guys. Five uh five <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't fucking like us? Canceling five five video games they had in development. Um b- this was meant to be on last show, but I didn't put it on there because I was just so I wanted more news to come out about this, and we didn't really get much else. One of the rumored games um, getting the axe is uh, Hidden Path's Dungeon and Dragon game, apparently. Um, I suspect the G.I. Joe game that was getting made by Wizards of the Coast is probably going to be getting canceled, for better or for worse. Yeah. And uh, the the developer did tweet that the Dungeons and Dragon project, though, was still happening. But Jason Trier, who works with Bloomberg, video game journalist, indicated that he stands by his reporting and his source from Wizards of the Coast and spokesperson (laughs) uh, told Bloomberg this news directly that the Dungeons & Dragons game was getting canceled, the video game. Um, Hmm. So games that seemingly dodged the bullet are the Magic the Gathering Online and Magic the Gathering Arena games and then possibly Baldur's Gate 3, but it's an early access. um, So it's supposed to release in August. So if it's that far along, I'm guessing the G.I. Joe game has to be involved. In this cancellation, yeah, it's gotta there's be. There's
1: no way. There's no way it's Baldur's Gate three. I mean, that game is too big for them. Unless it's fucking terrible, but I have a hard time believing Baldur's Gate three is getting the axe. Magic the Gathering, those games are money makers. Are all good. So I don't know. When was the last time you played a digital Magic the Gathering game? I don't. It's been. ps three or PS four. That might have been the one I played too. I don't know. They're good. They're all good. Yeah, they're great. So I, you know, I don't think that there's anything wrong with those games. It has to be. G.I. Joe's got to be one of them. I mean, I, I. How many games honestly, do they possibly a, have in the works, right? G.I. Joe
0: was the one we've never seen. They never really talked about.
1: So it has to be that one.
0: Amongst maybe dude, some of I,
1: I am not the biggest G.I. Joe fan in the world, but for your sake, I wish that fucking somebody with any talent at all would make a gi joe game fuck
0: man it wouldn't be hard
1: It just just fucking let it, someone who loves the franchise do it like let someone so who fucking even, understands it they could even make like a like a side-scrolling platform shooter or something that you could just pick characters and like make like a streets of rage kind of thing hair. yeah you could make like a like a like a beat-em-up, like a Streets of Rage or something like that. Oh, but fuck. just, like, use fucking G.I. Joe characters. That'd be so... It would be
0: so fun. easy. All these fucking That'd Cobra be- guys and all the fucking... Yeah, all the Annihilators and the fucking Techno Vipers would come down. Yeah, it'd be so good. But my... I, 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 don't get me started, but dude, like, I don't know why it hasn't been done. Why do they not do a Street Fighter-style game for, for G.I. Joe? It would sell bonkers amongst the fans. And uh there's enough of us out there and we all have decent well not a lot of us have decent enough jobs and are still gamers and nerds because that was our era. We got brought into video games and fucking cartoons and a lot of us are nerdy Fucking give us because the reason behind it is, is like, okay, yeah, sure, you have snake eyes, right? He's a fucking ninja. So maybe one of his special moves is he does this vanish thing and he appears on the other side of the screen. Maybe he, one of his special attacks is his fucking wolf comes out out of, you know, screen stage left and comes <laughs> burling across and does damage. That would be fine. That's all we fucking need. Give him a fucking sword. Give him a grenade to throw in an Uzi because he has all that. Um, another one, Duke. Have him do some fucking weird thing where like he. Plants an American flag and a fucking tank shoots a mortar round at the enemy. And he's like, Yo, child. That'd be like a f- finishing. Like, it'd be so fucking easy because these guys are already made. The character development's already there. They have a backstory, they have a history, they have profile cards, they have relationships with one another. And the same goes for the enemy. Like Destro has wrist rockets. How fucking rad would that be to play Destro and just fucking shoot wrist rockets at people? And like he's also like a weapons developer and he always has a briefcase with him. He could open it up and like type in some shit and call in like a missile strike. It'd be so fucking easy. Why has nobody done it? The, 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 the art is there. The characters are there. The special moves are there. The story's there. Why does it not fucking exist? I'm sorry. I'm just so fucking irritated. You're right. Why? Why doesn't it? Every single GI Joe game they've ever made has been complete trash. It's been thir- like third person, very very shitty development. The stories have been meh. Nah. The only GI Joe game that was even half decent was this last one, and it was only because of the cutscenes. The gameplay was just absolute trash, 100%. Yes, any G.I. Joe fan, absolute garbage. But the cutscenes were kind of like cartoons. They were like comic comic pains that would go. And it was fun to watch because it was a new G.I. Joe story. And that's what we wanted. (laughs) And it's like, fuck, like just make it a game
1: already. Yeah, it seems weird because like no-brainer – Streets of Rage style beat 'em up so or injustice style fighting game so would be a easy. fucking no brainer. You could make those two games tomorrow and they would be awesome games.
0: And you have over over one hundred different characters. Over one hundred easy. Good guys and bad guys. Way easy. You have and you Master. Like, that's
1: You've like got
0: Tomax and DLC Zingon. for Miles. Dude, I'm DLC telling for you. Miles. And I'd fucking buy every single one. They would have me hundreds of dollars deep in that game. If they gave like new characters for five bucks, I'd fucking be all in. Naga High. There, like there,
1: there could be like a mode. There could be like a mode in the game where you have like a display case. And so when you unlock a character, they give you like the fucking – the actual action oh, figure. fucking and you file card. Oh case.
0: my god. It be Dude, cool. Dude, Big yeah. Boa, all those guys, all of them, Scrap Iron, the Python Patrol people, it would be fucking amazing. I don't know. Just where the fuck is it? Somebody please do it. Hasbro owns the license. A lot of people don't know. Hasbro owns and incorporated Wizards of the Coast as a division of Hasbro as of early 2021. So they're recently owned by Hasbro, Wizards of the Coast. Um and they obviously own the license to GI Joe and other titles such as Transformers. But right now, as an aside, but also part of this Wizards of the Coast shit that's going on, they own Dungeons and Dragons, right? It's a Wizards of the Coast property. All of the Dungeons and Dragons stuff, which there is a lot of controversy over, dude. Um, what there's a lot going on right now with Wizards of the Coast because they have an open gaming license that they're re- that leaked that they're revising and they're putting out there that essentially gives Wizards of the Coast control over creators' content within the Dungeons & Dragons world. So the cool thing about Dungeons & Dragons is you have all these people and they'd write up fucking rules and codes and they'd write up they'd make their own fucking characters. And you have companies, these 3D printing companies that are like uh, – this is just Hasbro just trying to fucking get a piece of the pie. And uh, they have like these 3D printing companies that – are not affiliated with D&D, but they'll give you miniatures and they'll write up historical backgrounds for these characters and they'll say, if you're using 5E, which is like 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons rule sets for these characters, here's the way they would play. So Wizards of the Coast is putting out this open gaming license and they're updating their old one that essentially says that they're entitled to profit from that stuff now. Which is like the whole community of board gaming people are just fucking backlashing. They're like, we're never returning Dungeons and Dragons. And now maybe this is what the world needs to make like a catalyst for people like new games to kind of crop up and become like the new game. But Hasbro has a really good fucking track record of fucking up awesome shit, including G.I.
1: Joe. So I don't understand. They're probably underwater or something, but I, I don't understand why they don't just – because you know what's going to happen is as soon as they as soon as they announce this, all of these companies that print these figures are just going to take the Dungeons and Dragons name off of it and just be like generic fucking board game action like miniature, right. and then it'll be like this is ju- then they can ha- like you can literally just make a description about what this person would be like and how they would play without referencing D and D at all. And then there's no way that D and D can claim it. Well, I think the trouble—it's so like—I yeah. don't know—the
0: trouble they run into is the same thing that you run into with Games Workshop. Like Games Workshop trademarks the use of Chaos Warriors; like they own that. So when they released the new Hero Quest, and it was released by Hasbro, they couldn't get permission to include Chaos Warriors into their remake of the game because that title is is trademarked by Games Workshop, and they wouldn't let they they couldn't agree they like. So they made them Dread Warriors instead, right? So there's a lot of naming conventions that people use with a lot of liberty for the sake of making these quests and these these new dungeons and these new experiences integrate with Dungeons and & Dragons. And now Hasbro is – this thing leaked and it's not fucking pretty and there's a lot of blowback, man. It's not video game related but it doesn't surprise me. Um that there's some major issues at Hasbro. Like we're talking about the GI Joe shit and like they were putting out these awesome six-inch characters and they put a lot of money into them and we've been buying them up. But dude, like they don't understand their fucking audience at all. They just, they're completely blind to who their audience is, 100%. Um, they don't, yeah, I don't
1: understand don't why, I don't understand why big companies like to squash community content. Like you would think that what they should do is they should Contact these companies and and make a deal with them to promote the content, and then maybe get a little piece of the pie that way. Where right. they're like, "Hey, you know, we'll promote your miniatures and stuff on our website, we'll even sell them on our website." Yeah, but we'll get your, you know, maybe a, a little bit of like we're not gonna we're not gonna you know fucking kill you over it, but you know we'll get maybe. I don't know 10% or 20% or or whatever. Yeah. But well, but at the same time because we're wizards of the fucking coast, we we'll promote it for we'll you. We'll promote the shit out of it right. for Right. If you. they're going to take some money, then fucking do something for those
0: creators. They like the the problem is too and and I believe it's on gross revenue. It's not even on net revenue. So you get these people kickstarting shit to to make their Dungeons and Dragons fucking campaigns and shit and like shit costs a lot of money printing the stuff doing the car i don't know if they do cars i don't fucking play Dungeons and dragons but i'm sure a lot goes into it there's a lot of overhead you know what i mean we start getting into board game making and fucking it's not even a board game technically it's a role-playing game but they're saying they're entitled to like gross profits from this shit so like you could hit your kickstarter which is just enough money to make the fucking thing And then owe Wizards of the Coast X amount of money of that so that you actually lose money making this thing. And it's like – it's a really fucking backass way to do things. And I think they've kind of walked back a little bit when the leak went out. But they have broken a lot of trust with these long, long, long gamers. There are people who have been playing Dungeons & Dragons campaigns for years 5 to 10 to 15 fucking years the same campaign with these characters and now they're burning bridges. So, Anyways, if you want to look it up, just look up WOTC and then Controversy on Google and there's so much shit right now. There's tons of YouTube videos about people pissed off about it and I only bring that up because Wizards of the Coast has a, has a video game. Um, we're making video games and they were supposed to be the G.I. Joe game and it got cancelled from my best estimate as well as the Dungeons and Dragons video game um, Hidden Path, which is What Jason Schreier is reporting, but I don't know about the G.I. Joe game. If it survives, that's fucking awesome, but... And it might because it's owned by Hasbro, and they don't have to pay for any kind of license for it, but Hasbro's selling a lot of figures, but those G.I. Joe movies kind of tank, the Snake Eyes movie tank, so they're probably like, let's let's cut our losses and not pursue this, and that's not a good sign for the brand, so let's get on to the next news point, Jake. What do you say? Sure. All right. Next one is PSVR 2 News. Um, The original creator of the Oculus Rift, Palmer Lucky, which is a crazy name. It has to be fake. Um, uh, It's got to be a fake name. Um, But maybe it's real. It's a great name. Palmer Lucky uh, responded to Shuhei Yoshida in a tweet. Um, Shuhei posted a tweet that said, Sony PSVR 2 hands-on, a massive jump forward from the original. Um, And then uh, Palmer... Retweets, retweets, back to, to to Shuhei. I was blown away when I used PSVR 2 recently. The first PSVR was arguably the biggest success of the generation. This version will do even better. So vote of confidence from Palmer, um, unless there's some uh, palm grease in there that we don't know about, which could be possible. But uh, I don't know. I don't see any reason why he would... Feel the need to support the PSVR two, and that headset looks awesome from this picture on here. Mm-hmm. It looks so much cooler mm-hmm. than the first one. I don't know what it is about it, but yeah, it looks. Did I
1: tell you fun. I? Did I tell you I pre-ordered the the dock for the controllers? No,
0: we talked about it,
1: but I didn't know you actually did. Yeah, I went on there and just it was it was like fifty bucks, <sighs> and I know that's not that's not a small amount. It's it's a it's not a small amount, but do the thing that sucked about. PSVR is that the first one was that my move controllers were always dead. Yeah. So I one in like the once in a blue moon I wanted to pick up my VR to play, I'd go to play and my fucking move controllers would be dead. mm-hmm so with this, I can just fucking. I have a dock. I can just kind of leave them there. Yeah, and they'll just be charged if I want to play. So that's. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's just kind of the way I thought about it.
0: Yeah, the move controllers that I had had a dock, so I had like the upright dock for both of them. Mm-hmm. But uh I, I maybe I should get a dock for this shit too. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I probably will, but I don't think I'm going to do it from day one. I, I just I don't know. I don't know. If I'm gonna be playing enough PSVR two right from the get go to need a – need a doc yet. But i do, it's going to be one of those things that's just going to disappear. It's going to be impossible to find I think. And I'm going to regret not doing it now. Um, and then I think this might be the last No, we got two more news points and then we'll close things out for you guys with new games this week and all that good stuff. But Season, A Letter to the Future received a new story trailer. If you guys go to the PlayStation blog you can check that out. And uh the game looks really pretty. Um, art direction seems really awesome. Original. I'm not sure what it's going to be like, but damn, it kind of does look interesting. Jake and I and I know it has more indie vibes than maybe you and I are willing to dive into these days in our in our, in our my middle ages. You're approaching middle ages. Um, but the trailer and artwork looks really good on this game, and and it's a game where the world is dying or something, and you and you ride a bicycle around. So the theme for the game, oh uh,
1: okay, yeah, for you the take PlayStation, and shit? yeah,
0: yeah, for the PlayStation blog, um, indicates that the theme is expressions of the anxieties of our age heading towards a future we know will be worse than the present. They indicate this story exists to give some kind of poetic expression to these thoughts and feelings, to defamiliarize them, tear them up, and put them back together in a fantasy world. The motif to the story is the five senses. It states the gameplay of this title uh, focuses on exploring, recording, meeting others, and unraveling the strange world around you. The game releases on January thirty first, 2023. Because it has... uh, a big write-up on the blog, I wouldn't be surprised if this shows up on Plus or if this shows up on Plus Extra.
1: Mm. Um, or yeah, Essentials. could be. I mean, this is, this is one of those games, like I mentioned earlier, that I have an academic interest in. Mm-hmm. I think it looks super cool and I love the concept of the game. I just don't know if it's for me in terms of like playing it. Uh, and and like, like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if this game ends up being... Uh, you know, available for one of our subscription tiers. So I I don't know. Interesting though.
0: Yeah, it's a nice little story trailer. You guys should all watch it. Go to the PlayStation blog, PS blog, PS blogs, PlayStation blog, PlayStation blog is what it is. Sorry, couldn't remember what that was off the top of my head. Um, but go check it out. It it actually is interesting looking. I really like the art direction. Lastly, for our Gran Turismo fans, Polyphony released a 25th anniversary video for Gran. Uh. uh Gran Turismo. And you can go watch that on PlayStation blog as well. It's a very, very cool video. It's about four and a half minutes long. It shows you from the beginning the first Gran Turismo. They give you video footage of all these different games and the evolution of the game franchise. So don't miss that. It's actually worth watching if you're interested in the series. Um, just the lineage of Gran Turismo is is really far and wide. and uh, It's a game I don't think about often because I don't have a I don't really have a Inherent interest in the in racing, but uh, I'm always impressed when they release a new game with how good it looks. So and how clean their titles look. So I am actually really interested in the VR version of it,
1: though. Um, yeah, I, I would love to play this game in VR. I think it would be, uh, I think it would be an awesome use of the new the new plat the new VR platform. And I would really like to see. I hope they have, like, a demo because I don't know that I would be willing to pay $70 for Gran Turismo just to play it on VR, but if they have a demo, I'm, I'd am fucking play it. And if it's awesome enough, I might buy the game. So I think that would be a really cool thing to kind of use to promote. Because remember PSVR1 had that, like, uh, PlayStation VR Worlds or whatever, yeah. where it had like, a bunch of demos? It'd be awesome, and there was, like, two demo discs. So it'd be yeah. awesome if they had something like that with this and it was... Um, it had Gran Turismo in it. I think that'd be cool. Just rip
0: around a track a couple times. Yeah, that'd be fun. I think that I think that the... Uh, if this is executed well and it's the full fucking game, if it's the full VR game, if it's the full Gran Turismo 7 in VR, it's going to be really fucking hard not to buy some sort of force feedback fucking steering wheel. Like, I'm telling you, like... If it's awesome, it's going to be very difficult not to buy a steering wheel, man. And I don't want to spend the money. They're like, like, I think there's a decent one that you can get with the pedals and the wheel for like two hundred and like seventy bucks or something right now that works with the ps 5
1: Yeah, they're real expensive.
0: But fuck, man, there's no other way to do it if you're going to do it, right? Like, I don't know. I just feel like it would be so fun all right let's get into new games coming out or that have released this week we're recording this on saturday it is saturday what is it what's today's date the 14th and uh new games that have come out this past week that we didn't talk about um and i don't know what's coming out for the forthcoming week that we're going to be uh living in in real time but uh we'll get to that if we can um next show January 10th, we had Portal Dungeon, Goblin Escape on PS4. January 11th, we had Children of Silent Town on PS5, PS4. Crown of the Empire, Around the World on PS4. Yuppie Psycho, Executive Edition on PS4. And January 12th, we had Breakers Collection on PS5, PS4. Burrow of the Fallen Bear, a gay furry visual novel. PS5, PS4. Chasing Static, PS5, PS4. Salamander County Public Television, PS5, (laughs) PS4. Suhoshin on PS5 and PS4. Vengeful Guardian, Moonrider, PS5, PS4. And January 13th, we got Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot on PS5, and then One Piece Odyssey on PS5 and PS4. Any of those strike a bell? Ring a bell for you, Jake.
1: Burrow of the Fallen Bear, a gay, furry visual novel. I have no idea what that's about. It could be a... uh, I might have to YouTube that in fucking incognito mode to see what the hell's going on. Be careful. <laughs> Be careful. That's why I say got to use that incognito mode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It, there really much on this uh, this list that appeals to me, though.
0: Burrow the what? Fallen bear?
1: Yeah, Burrow of the Fallen Bear. A gay. It, it came out visual. on Nintendo. Um, it's out on
0: Nintendo. It looks like. Um, it's just a visual novel. I have no idea what it's about. Uh, okay, it says here on PlayStation, The Burrow of the Fallen Bear seal is getting weaker and adventurers from the fun- Furland Kingdom are coming to explore the house of one of the most fearful and violent assailants in the land. Guide a feline rogue named Kryl on his journey to prove his worth and be chosen to save the furry heroes. Burrow of the Fallen Bear is a furry themed visual novel with multiple romance options layered within an exciting medieval adventure. Along the way, you'll meet three potential companions with unique backstories and motivations. Each character comes to life with animated sprites. That's all it says. And, uh, I will say the one bear is very hunky. So it's, it could be, it could, I don't know, There there could be some bear sex going on, which is, you know, I'm okay with that, but to each his or her own. I've seen crazier shit in video games, um, for sure. Anyways, Jacob, I don't know. That about wraps things up for the show. It's a pretty, it's a pretty easy uh, podcast today. Not super long. We kept things a little shorter. Um, do you have anything you'd like
1: to say before we
0: head out here?
1: So the only thing that I would say today is Saturday. Uh, the 14th of January and tomorrow the first episode of The Last of Us TV show comes out. So, Are they doing it episodically? I'll be watching that. Are they releasing them episodically? Uh, I don't know. I was just googling it and it said that Um, let's see here. It just says on HBO Max's website that it just says streaming January 15th. But I don't know if on HBO Max you're getting the whole season, and maybe on the on TV they're doing it episodically. Um, I mean, it's all episodically, but like they're doing it you know, one episode a week or something. I I don't really know uh, what the release schedule looks like. I guess we'll f- fucking find out tomorrow. But yeah. um, definitely gonna give that a watch and see see what we come up with. Yeah,
0: that's smart. Um, the other thing that I need to talk about in regards to that is. There are a lot – be careful. There's a lot of YouTube full-on entire series reviews out right now on The Last of Us TV show.
1: So yeah, I did see that.
0: Uh, people apparently got early access to watching this whole fucking thing. So I guess what I want to say is, is go dark or forever hold your peace. It's going to get – I mean we know the general idea of the game, but they did – take some liberties with the story and they talk about tendrils being one of them so that's all I gotta say
1: I mm. guess we'll find out yeah
0: alright well I've got nothing else I just want to tell the listeners thank you again for tuning in this has been episode 259 of PS This Is Awesome you can tune in every week on Monday and uh, patrons get to show a little early most times not always it's not a promise but uh, you guys have a nice week guys and girls have a nice week And uh, don't forget, you can always write us, leave comments on our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to that. We're trying to get this this snowball rolling and getting bigger and bigger. And uh, I don't feel like we hit a speed bump, but we need to keep it moving forward. That's the mission. Keep the mission in motion, folks. So tell your friends. Make sure you subscribe, leave comments, all that stuff. Interact with us. We love to hear from you. And uh, we hope you're out there. We hope you're doing safe in the crazy uh, storms of of the United States that are happening. Um, you know, all you guys. And, uh, you know, be well and happy gaming. Enjoy enjoy your games this week. And uh, we're coming right around close to spring. So, well into effect. Here we are, Jake. Let's sign on out for the day. And for the week, like Mech Warrior 5, meet your maker in Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord. P.S. Yes. This is, this is awesome. Awesome.